Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Live from the Tower, your weekly destiny show. We are Phantom and Zeph on this very warm, sleepy evening, at least when we're recording this. It's Thursday. It's, it's Thursday. Thursday. It's Thursday. Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. Uh, and as always, we're thirsty for more Destiny content and news because we've been getting drip fed both of them for over two years. Hey Let's go. Uh, so Twab is again absolute. Okay, Twab's not barren, but it's morsels. Uh, so this week we got another Sever mission. We got mm -hmm. another story beat. Kaidal mm -hmm. has exercised her demons. Basically, Kaidal just wanted Senpai to notice her. Uh, yeah, not too far off. I mean, okay, all right. right. So there's, there's, there's obviously there's a little bit more. Like Kaidal was like, "No, Gaul, you did your thing." This is my thing. We're doing it my way. Uh, and then it boiled down to between the end of the Sever mission and the message you get from both Keitel at the hologram and at the transmission board, uh, Keitel just wanted Senpai to notice her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's like... You no, have, you're not wrong. You have no. Crow's identity crisis. Right? You have Zavala gripping with grief over his dead wife. And then Kaido's like, Look at me, Senpai. The light didn't blow me up. Uh, I think the thing that's probably the best for me is that, you know, Crow had a heart to heart with Aldrin. And Zavala had a heart to heart with Sophia, and then Kaidal just—I mean, yes, there was a heart to heart involved, but she just like straight up stabbed Gaul. Oh yeah, she stabbed her demons. I sat and That's the way to do it. it. I was like, I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. Music was fantastic in that boss fight once again. Sure, get that big cabal brass. Uh, honestly, you can say what you want about Vanilla, but Gaul was kind of fun as a villain. You know? Oh my god, yeah. I can only imagine what he was like initially. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. What were you gonna say? No, you're good. It's just I enjoyed Gaul as a villain. And then, like, kind of whenever he comes back, it's fun for me. Yeah, I mean... Listen, until Forsaken, if you looked me in the eyes and said... Oh yeah, I didn't get hyped when Gaul was like, you've merely forgotten the fear of death, and then kicked you off his battleship. Yeah, that was just whatever. I'd call you a liar. Uh, mm -hmm. Because, like, that was the coolest part of D2 Vanilla. That was definitely a moment. Like, that was like... Because even in the trailer, the screen goes dark Yeah. in the mission, and then he's just like, you have merely forgotten fear of death. And just Spartan kicks you off a battleship? It's not even a Spartan kick, it's more just dismissive. It's like he's kicking a piece of trash. Mm -hmm. That was the first time somebody touched Ghost. Mm-hmm. That... Yeah, no, I very much enjoyed that whole sequence, uh, and his kind of philosophical approach. But, uh, we digress. Yes, after this last thing. I think that and, like, the opening to Forsaken has been, like, the most 
emotion ever conveyed. Uh, it's I, certainly up there. I mean, specifically for our, for like the player character, mm-hmm. right? Because Ikora has her bits. Zavala has his bits, right? Right. Saladin has his moments. Crow, you know, but like for the player character, like the fear of like us reaching out to our dead ghost and like clutching it to our chest, mm-hmm. and then you know, <laughs> shit, 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 shit. Oh fuck, fuck! Nobody taught me what happens when this thing turns off. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then the same thing for Cade. It's just like nobody fucking tells me what happens when this thing turns off. Yeah, right. It's not in the manual. Uh. Oh, yes. But now we digress. So that was the story recap. Sorry if you got spoiled, but you should know that we talk about spoilers. You've had two days. Yeah, I did. I played it right before the show, TBH. <laughs> and I honestly thought it was going to be a longer one like last week's. And it was just. You know. Uh, I knew it was going to be kind of like this, which I didn't mind. I was looking forward to the conclusion of Keitel's, well, not her story, but of her little mini arc in right. this. Now, do you think we get the last mission next week, or do you think they make us wait until, like, the end of the season? Uh, honestly, they'll probably do it right before Solstice, because that way we celebrate, like, haha, we did the thing, and then at the end of the season we'll be like, oh no, we didn't do the thing. <laughs> oh no, we were wrong! Oh, God, and nothing can go wrong. Oh, no, it all went wrong. Exactly. Oh, no, our table. It's broken. So, yeah, I think they'll do it like that, where we have a, a, not a full resolution, but enough of one where, like, you could believably be lured into a sense of false security. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. So, we'll see what happens. In, In other news... Uh, we're gonna go over TWAB. Ayo. Big general brush strokes. If you want the nitty gritty, you gotta open TWAB and read it yourself. I'm sorry, that's just how we roll. Otherwise, we'd be here for over an hour because it's happened to us before. Reading, gross. They even give us a TLDR, so we're literally just gonna go right over the base. Uh, airborne effectiveness is basically getting a buff. It's getting a pass. They're doing a whole huge sweep because they realized, uh, it's kind of trash. Uh, specifically, primary weapons are getting aim assist, or improved aim assist and improved uh, baseline accuracy. Uh, there's a static buff to existing perks. Several exotics got a boost to the uh, airborne effectiveness. Uh, some primaries are getting buffed in PvP. Specifically, they mention... Uh, where is it? Uh, 180 RPM hand cannons, which will be fun to Interesting to change up the sandbox a little bit. Uh, precision ARs, scout rifles, both 180s and 150s, pellet shotguns, that's a PVE buff. Uh, linears are getting a PVE buff. And they increased ammo per special brick from 1 to 2 in PvP, specifically for glaives. And also Ariana's and Forerunner, I think. Um, I think uh now we're going to talk about some exotics they're doing a whole pass over a bunch of exotics um oh yeah ariana's is getting one ammo per special brick in pvp uh increased brick from one to two um forerunner is getting an increased brick from three to four and reducing 
uh, ammo per special brick from max to 16 in PvE. So, the big exotics we're going to touch on, because there's not a lot, but like these are the three big ones in my opinion. Uh, Lorenz Ooh. Driver, Gallerhorn, and Last Word. Yeah, okay, I would agree. That's that's kind of the big three of the Schwab, sure. Yeah. So, so Lorenz Driver is getting its reduced aim assist. Thank God. And, and they're removing its... Uh, they're reducing the, like, black hole aim effect. Assist. Oh, yeah, well, they're reducing the aim assist and also the, the suction, the big yeah, suck. Yeah. The big suck. 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 Lord knows uh, we'll all be in trouble if they ever switch from suck to blow. Nah. <laughs> uh, and they're also removing the universal two times flinch nerf since they've changed flinch for all linears. So this also applies to Arbalest. So that's Thank Lorenz God. Uh, hopefully it's not as dominant in PvP. That's their goal. That's their goal, but this is also like the second pass it's gone through, so, you know, we'll see. Now, Zeph. Meh. When we play Gambit, what's the only heavy weapon we use? Uh, a Legend of Acherus. Mm. Now, everybody's using Gallarhorn and Gambit, and for good reason. Uh, if you have Truth, you can use Truth. If you have Eyes of Tomorrow, you can use Eyes of Tomorrow, but nothing really gets it done like Gallarhorn. Nothing. So they have made a note of this. And literally, they say, quote, Gallarhorn is much too dominant as a heavy weapon choice in PvP and Gambit due to proximity detonation making it very easy to use. And a Wolfpack rounds finishing Guardians who should be far enough away to be safe. End quote. Now, I don't disagree, um, but they have not specified that this is just a PvP nerf, I don't think. I think this is just going to be a general Gallarhorn blanket nerf so primary rocket no longer has proximity detonation and this one is specific wolfpack rounds now deal half damage to players so i think it's still going to be the choice probably um for gambit and for crucible right like it definitely is a nerf but also gallerhorn is gallerhorn you know it, it just it just wrecked and, you know, something else might emerge, which would be great and would be healthy for the meta, but at the end of the day, it's Gallarhorn. Yeah. You know? It's... I, so I wouldn't go ripping off into the nether space being like, Gallarhorn is dead! Gallarhorn is not dead. Gallarhorn is just a little sleepy now. Gallarhorn is being brought into line. Mm -hmm. It's literally Bungie's break glass uh, in case of emergency, which also... Speaking of break glass, just to run back to the story real quick, they referenced the dark below. They did. She said the thing. She said <laughs> the thing. Uh, so my prediction is we're not like okay. This is my prediction. I think it's a waste of potential if we fight Gaul, not Gaul, uh, Callus at the end of the season. I I think it's a massive waste of a really well earned boss fight because of our history with Callus from vanilla to now. Mm -hmm. Right, even before vanilla, if you have the collector's edition, which you know, that book is canon. So, uh, I think, honest to God, I think the final nightmare is going to be Eris's nightmare, and it's going to be Crota. I would normally agree with you, but I we resolved her nightmares nightmares on the moon. I mean, if we, it is Crota, that I would mean, be fun. I mean, we resolved the nightmare of her fire team, yeah. but like. 
We also fought Gaul on the moon. Yeah, but that was our nightmare. Twice. I mean, you know, right. All right. So, so like, but here, hear me out, right? So apparently our nightmares range from Gaul to Navoda for some reason, because we're afraid of Navoda. Allegedly. Uh, the, tri- the, what was it? The Machinist, right? That was the other one from the Yeah, Alicris. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Navoda, whatever the other one was. I think it was a Scion. Um, Right? So, like, yeah. we dealt with her fire, her nightmare of her fire team, but Bungie could clearly go, oh, yeah, Eris still suppresses her nightmare of Crota, or, or, this would be massive, because I'm, I'm tying it to the moon specifically because of the Dark Below mention, or it's a nightmare of Oryx. Uh, if it's not... Mm... I could see it strictly because we had the shade of Oryx in um, D1 Reckoning, right? Oh, well, yeah, no, yeah. we had the, we had the shade of Oryx in mm. D2, right, right. Uh, in Reckoning, and I mean everybody's clamoring for King's Fall, right? So I think if it were a nightmare of Oryx, mm-hmm. that it wouldn't be completely out of left field. Um, but it would be removed enough from what we've been doing in D2, mm-hmm. right? Where it would be a very cool hype moment, you yeah. know? Uh, but I think that would be fun. I don't think that's out of the realm. I don't necessarily know if it's going to happen, but I won't mm-hmm. be sad if it does. I mean, unless they're like, you fight a nightmare of Callus, and it's yeah. like a watered-down version of the Leviathan boss fight. Mm-hmm. So I think like those are the top three because we know there's a raid coming next season and we know that uh, Joe Blackburn has specifically stated that if they were to bring Crota back, it wouldn't be a raid. It would be a dungeon. Like he's not verbatim, but he basically alluded to if we bring Crota back, it's definitely not tuned for six players in this sandbox. Right. And I would honestly rather see them make it beefier for six players than make mm-hmm. it a dungeon. If we okay. get it back as a dungeon, great, fine. We still have Crota. But I would rather them make it beefier than mm-hmm. a just like toss it out and be like, yep, here's three players. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it is what it is. I'll just be happy to get Crota's end back regardless. I mean, they could they could do some really and like, you know, I don't think they do this enough, but they could do really something really cool. Say they buff or they tune it for the modern sandbox and they mm-hmm. release that as the raid next season instead of King's Fall. But instead right. of it being actual Crota, it's a nightmare. And they tie it into uh, okay. the season. All so right. it's like they because this is Bungie's biggest problem right now. They don't connect things enough. And I'll get into that'll be our next topic. Let's get back to exotics and I'll save that. And we'll go sure. we'll, we'll touch back because we're almost done. Uh last word. Arguably mm-hmm. unusable. Arguably, uh, you mean PvP. now? Yeah, now it's arguably like they're reducing hip fire precision aim angle by fifty percent. So sure. they're basically like, "Hey, this is the only way you use this gun. It is now going to be less effective." Good. Uh, and it dictates how far off the head you can be aimed and still have aim assist grant you a crit. Again, I say good. Uh, reduces damage and aim assist fall off distance by three millimeters. Or by three meters. Um, so I don't think... I think last word will be unusable and crucible. TBH. 
I don't know if it'll be unusable, but I think it's gonna be that its range will make more sense. You know, I should not... Whenever I'm challenging something mm -hmm. in the mid-range, you know, um, out around, well, I guess longer ranges, right? If mm -hmm. I'm challenging something around 30 meters, I should not be struggling to duel last word around, like, 30 meters. Fair. Yeah, or yeah. not struggling to duel, but it shouldn't be close, yeah. right? I should not feel necessarily in danger from last word at that distance. Yeah, you should be able to, like, you should be able to counter it effectively with something like an AR or a pulse, depending on your distance, right? Yeah, but I mean, pulses are also very strong this season and in this meta, um, so we're gonna have probably people clamoring for uh, nerf pulses again, even though everything, it's different every season, folks. It's just, it's different every season. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, so those are the exotic changes. Those are the big ones. Uh, the next two quick little updates from TWAB is Grandmaster start next week. Hooray! That's it. <laughs> That's it. There was like, oh, Grandmasters. Uh, I'm about it. And if you get error coded, you can rejoin. Uh, but about you can't that action, change, boss. You can't change any of your stuff. But that's it. No. What guns coming out first? Uh, we don't even have a list of the Grandmasters this season, right? Yeah, we do. We I'm have doing? the triumphs. In uh, fact, okay. it is going to be up. in this order. Oh, he's pulling them up. He's got proving the grounds. Oh God. Insight Terminus, Warden of Nothing, okay. Corrupted, Inverted Spire, Arms Dealer. And honestly, it sounds kind of hairy when you list them, but honestly, looking at them, this is going to be one of the easiest Conqueror seasons. I, I have a question for you, because sure. you specifically have done uh, Grandmaster every time it's happened. Yeah. Wasn't Corrupted and Proving Grounds Grandmaster last season? Uh, I think season before, because they usually they they do a really good job of alternating them through, so what? that it's not just like proving grounds, proving grounds, proving grounds, like, proving grounds. I'll keep I'm gonna keep it 100. Uh, you read that list, and I would literally was like, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure that's like all the strikes in the game. Uh, no, because we're missing out on Glassway. Glassway uh, and oh. Lake of Shadows are the only other two I can name off the top of my head. Exodus Crash. Um, nobody does that. Ha ha ha, Exodus Crash. Ha 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 ha, smile, smile. You mean Winter uh, 2.0? Yep, Scarlet Keep. Okay, uh, alright, so. Yeah. It's, you know, we got some, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess it's just like, we have such a small strike pool since Sunsetting, yeah. and them taking more strikes away. I guess you could say they have the, the two strikes in the Witch Queen. But to be honest, uh, I haven't done strikes enough to where it's like I've I did them the like the one or two times when Witch Queen launched. Right. But that's like a personal thing. I don't know. I I would like to see more strikes, yes. and I would like to see more strikes of the same detail and depth as corrupted. Even though I know people struggle with throwing the ball, I think I I agree with Datto on this that the corrupted is well designed as a strike. Oh, yeah. Right? It's just when you run into blueberries, you're like, please kill me. But as a strike, super well designed. Uh, I would love to see more strikes on that level and of that depth, but not at the expense of potential dungeon development, potential raid development, mm -hmm. and potential really actually meaty seasonal content. 
Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, the strike playlist, because it is core is is a core playlist, it needs some help. But personally, I'm not willing to see that at the expense of those other things. Right. Because I, I just enjoy those other things more. And that's completely fair, and I understand that, and I agree with you. Uh, I, I agree. I think the Corrupted is one of the more involved strikes. For the, sure. The thematics of it. See, and this is what I think Forsaken got right, and I I don't think Bungie's been able to replicate it. And this is a personal opinion. This isn't a hot take. This is just how I feel. I feel like thematically, everything about Forsaken was all on the same page. Right? Like, uh, uh, in the expansion itself, you know, the strikes had this very strong narrative through line, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the Witch Queen strikes have a better through line than Beyond Light. But the fact that we only got the Glassway... Yeah, and I mean, it's Glassway is a doozy of a strike, and I think that it ties into the story very well. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we got two strikes with Witch Queen, like you were alluding to. I mean, we got a bunch with Forsaken, but comparing anything to Forsaken's content oh, yeah. size is ludicrous. We very, very briefly had Festering Core with Shadow Keep, but seeing as how like that's gone, I don't really count that as adding to strike. But I mean, we got Proving the, Grounds with Beyond nightmare, Light, the Nightmare of Fogoth, right? No, Festering Core is uh, Io, where you went down into the Taken yeah! Infestation in Io. Oh my gosh! I actually really liked Festering Core. I mean, it was kind of a pain in the ass to farm, right? But as a strike, that's what I was looking for with Corrupted, of just like. Yeah. It didn't have as many mechanics, but with the depth of it, yeah, right? Getting getting there was a pain. The blocks mm-hmm. always annoyed me, but like the boss fight itself, very solid boss fight. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so we've got GMs and Bungie days next week, and they're gonna tell us more. And they said they got. I'm plans. excited. Uh, I guarantee they're gonna release wallpapers, maybe a musical track, and then they're gonna be like, "Hey, Solstice drops." Uh, I'm really hoping that we get, like, a very either baby state of or an actual state of Destiny on Bungie Day. I really, I really, I know, I think Joe said he's in the process of doing his next one, wasn't he? Yeah. I I think it's a little due. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's, we're at the point where, I mean, we're not completely in the dark, right? We're still, we've still got a bunch to do. There's still aspirational content for you out there and some of you mm-hmm. may scoff and roll your eyes but like it's there if you have done everything good on you go yeah. you know have it's... fun with something else or help your friends achieve it but like there's plenty of aspirational content we're not completely lost in the dark but we are getting to the point of like john travolta yeah i really so this is what i was this is what i was saying before is i i, I really think bungie has struggled since Shadowkeep of really tying things together Mm -hmm. and yes the narrative has progressed and I will say this Witch Queen has done a better job of this than Beyond Light Beyond Light did a better job of it than Shadowkeep where like the seasons are slowly pushing the narrative forward Mm -hmm. which is fantastic but overall, is the expansion like I'm gonna be honest? Like, wait, 
because of the content model, Witch Queen feels like a season. So like, like the expansion itself? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at the end of it, you're going to be like, oh, well, Beyond Light was, you got to look at Beyond Light to Season of the Lost. And it's like, I would if they weren't so disjointed. I actually don't disagree with that analysis. Because, and so I'm not saying like it's on the same level of content, but like overall, mm -hmm. you have, we'll look at Beyond Light because Beyond Light has a beginning, a middle, and an end, right? Right. The moment you finish all the quests and the raid on Europa and like all the Varix quests, unless you were farming Lost Sectors or European weapons, you ne once you got all your uh, aspects and fragments, never had to step foot on that planet again. Obviously, mm -hmm. if you wanted the seal, if you want to put all the holograms in the little hutch, like, yes, right? But from the moment season of the hunt started to present day, there's absolutely no reason to go to besides farming a weapon, which a lot of people. For the lost sector. Yeah, which a lot of people agree, though, that the weapons from Europa were not. I mean, I like Arctic Haze, but that's the only one I really like out of Europa. Uh, this is separate from the raid. The raid is a separate entity because it's an instance content, right? Like you can't. Mm -hmm. land on Europa and go to the raid like you could with uh unless you're doing some out of bounds shit. Right. So none of the seasons connect. I mean, yes, narratively they were building to the Witch Queen, right? The mm -hmm. Osiris thing. Like, yeah, that's fine, but when you look at them as a whole, they don't fit together. Sure. When you take when you take the little narrative threads out. So I think I honestly feel like witch queen is the same thing like you have witch queen and you have season of the risen and mm -hmm. then you have this season and it's like okay take the ongoing narrative of we're preparing for the witness away once you do the things you want to do because you don't have to do anything so when you do the things you want to do on the throne world so far we've had zero reason to go back yeah, assuming of, you farmed everything out. Right, right, sure. Assuming you've done what, you know, what you've wanted, whether you're a hardcore that wants the title, the weapons, the armor, the sea, you know, all that, or you're a more casual player that's like, okay, no, I want to do the things, and then, you know, once you get your power level where you want it, which you don't even have to go there to do it, because you have so many options to rank up your power now, there's, like, no reason to go there anymore. They haven't mm -hmm. tied... Bungie has failed... In my opinion, again, not a hot take is my opinion. And I don't know. I want I want to hear your opinion after this since you don't disagree with the sentiment of the original analogy. But in my opinion, Bungie has failed to make the expansion and the seasons feel like one big package and I think that's because they're going with an a la carte buying model. I've said it on older episodes and I'll say it again I think Bungie and Blizzard have the same problem it's play the patch not the expansion and I'm not saying tell us everything as soon as Witch Queen launches but have it flow better and give us reasons in seasons to go back and I'm not even saying you have to make new areas like mm -hmm. give us a reason to go back to the throne world or the pyramid because, uh, I don't know, 
uh, something happens and they're like, oh, you know what? Well, we got this. We found this hive artifact and we're getting a strange signal. It leads back to the throne world. Go to the throne world and do X mm-hmm. and have it be relevant in the narrative. At least that's that's my opinion. And I hope that changes with Lightfall. Because I want to feel like I'm buying. Because everyone argues with me, oh, the se- without the seasonal model, there'd be huge content droughts. It would just be like D1 again. And it's like, I don't hate the seasonal model, but I want to feel like I'm getting a complete package as right. the seasonal content gets released. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What are your, what are your thoughts? Uh, it does feel like everything could be a little bit more glued together. Um, and I don't think that this is a symptom of, oh, they built it from home. Because, I yeah. mean, they they had their hand at that already. Um, and I think that Witch Queen is a better expansion than Beyond Light. And I think that Season of the Risen and so far Season of the Haunted are better seasons than what we had in Beyond Light. Um, at least for the most part, right? Because Season yeah. of the Chosen actually slapped. Yeah, and there are uh, some aspects of Season of the Haunted which are like a little lack, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, but yeah. if we if we stack that against like what was that? Worthy wasn't Beyond Light, right? No, or my was that Shadow Keep? Worthy was Shadow Keep. That was two Gross. seasons before uh, yeah. Beyond Light. No, uh, Beyond what Light was, was um... it? Was Hunt Chosen Splicer Lost? Okay, so I guess. So at this point, what was our season of the public event? I guess we didn't have a season of the public event. Uh, season of the hunt, we had the lore. Mm-hmm. Season of the chosen, we had battlegrounds, which we have. And again then we had season of the, the splice. Yeah, season of the splicer, we had gambit on various planets. Yeah, and then we did the um, we did the blind well. That's right. So tech I mean okay, if, you all really, right. if you really think about it, right? Uh mm-hmm. Season of the Chosen's game mode is pretty much what we had this season. Or last season, sure. I'm sorry, last season. Season of the Risen. And then Season of the Blind Well is very similar to this season in you fight, you fight, you fight, you build the charge meter, boss, you know, mini boss mm-hmm. spawns, get to tier two, mini boss spawns, get to tier three, fight the boss. Right. Uh, and honestly, I take it back, because Haunted, I don't think is, we're still wrapping it up, I don't think it's superior to um, Chosen? Splicer necessarily. Okay. It's definitely not superior to Chosen. Aesthetically, I like it more, but Chosen had some meat to it. Yeah. Um so I guess they do very much feel like separate things uh when they're supposed mm-hmm. to feel interwoven. And it's hard for me I can say how I feel in the moment, right? But it's hard for me to judge the expansion when we're literally not even right. halfway through it. No, that's fair. So that's why I brought Beyond Light up because Beyond yeah. Light um was essentially their test of product right Mm -hmm. but as if if you look at where we are this season compared to where we are 
where we were at this point of season of the chosen mm-hmm. it in my opinion it feels very similar like it feels the same both seasons both seasons post expansion nothing's really been tied together mm-hmm. um but what that's else? fair it's not i mean i agree right yeah. it's um i think it i I don't have the answers. No, I know yeah, yeah, yeah. that something feels off, and I know that something could feel better, but I don't have the verbiage, I don't have the knowledge mm-hmm. to be like, if you did this, right? Because, I mean, I'm not a game dev, and we're not game devs. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, of course. I, I have no yeah. solution or answers uh, besides the fact that Sony is now pouring money into Bungie. Mm-hmm. And with that, I mean, like, a lot of the stuff that's going to come out has already been developed, and they're just going to tweak right. it, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. Um, so my hope really is that Destiny's Best Days are ahead of it, because, again, I wish I could properly articulate what that gap is, and what the gap is either lacking or comprised of, mm-hmm. but all I know is there's a gap, right? I know there's a disconnect, um, and, you know, I feel it closing, right? It's uh it was the most noticeable it's been super noticeable and it's definitely been closing um but like we're so close and i don't know what would just like make it what would make that bridge i don't know what the final st- i don't know what the final shape is oh uh, yeah there you go um i think i think it's a couple things um besides the first thing to me is i don't i don't think the new destinations are being utilized as much as they should agree uh right because you're thinking back to i mean listen i know everybody hated it but let's think back to curse of osiris everything revolved around mercury mercury the same thing with warmind and i know you're like oh but those were dlcs and it's like but they ran the same length of time uh they ran a full year Mars also didn't suffer from the TAM, the Infinite Forest, which was an idea that was right. really cool. And then in execution, mm-hmm. everybody was like, please, why? Why have um, you done this to us? Even, and, okay, I'm not doing this based off size, but Forsaken. Right. Everything was tied between the Tangled Shore and the Dreaming City. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the first thing, is I don't think the new destinations are utilized as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I know work from home was a factor, but I really think it's a missed opportunity. We haven't had some kind of extra strike or dungeon or something that kind of like digs us deeper into the DSC or into Clovis Braid's facilities. And who knows, mm-hmm. maybe it'll come, right? Maybe as we get closer to Lightfall, they're like, Clovis was in communion with the darkness. We have to go mm-hmm. back to the statue that's in the Deepstone Crypt. Right. Right. You know, maybe something like that. That's the first thing. Uh, the second thing is this is a problem that's gone back and forth in two ways. Sometimes Bungie relies too heavily on go do strikes, gambit, and crucible to progress your story content, mm-hmm. like they did with season of the hunt and building up your lore or building up the compass or the splicer gauntlet or the hammer all last year, right? Um, opposed to besides power, there's like unless you want the cosmetics and the you know the new pursuit weapon of the season 
mm-hmm. there's no reason to do any of that stuff right it it mm-hmm. feels like nothing feels cohesive everything feels kind of separate and uh i'm glad you said bungie's best days are ahead of them or destiny's best days are ahead of them because amaze tweeted that the other day and i replied to his tweet i don't know if he saw it but i replied that the biggest concern is the new player experience right the onboarding for new players is so disjoint is the most disjointed thing and someone That's else great. tweeted it. They were like, you literally do a couple missions, a strike, and you get thrown into the everything. Mm-hmm. So, I guess my biggest... If you were to say, what are we missing? Like, if, you know, Joe Garoth or Hippie or DMG was like, came to us, they're never going to. But, you know, if they were like, if they sat us down, if we got to sit down at a summit and they looked at us and were like, what do you think's missing from the game? I would be like cohesion. Mm-hmm. Everything feels I mean, too disjointed. And they would certainly ask you to expand on that, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna do it again. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, yeah. you know, X, Y, and Z. But it is it is what it is. That's uh hopefully season of the redacted can put us another step closer. Uh that's that's the hope, right? And we'll see how this season that we'll see how this season plays out, but uh I think that means... Oh man, we're already at 37. Alright, well you know what time it is! It's time for Destiny Hot Takes, baby! Hooray! Do you have one? Uh... Yeah, actually, I wish that people would take the time to get better at Gambit, as somebody who actually secretly closet enjoys Gambit. I wish people would take the time to get better at it because the better people are, the more fun it is. For me personally. Yes. Agree. We, I had so much fun the other night when we just went yeah. and stomped with no comms. Yeah, so that was, uh, that was a blast. Just, just get good at Gambit. Just get good at Gambit. Honestly, it'll make your life easier too if you don't suck at Gambit. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, Let me think. My hot take? Uh, I'm trying to think. I I didn't actually get a chance to think about this, and I have I have a bunch of different thoughts. But I guess my hot take would be. You know what? I'm just gonna say it. Uh, my hot take right, right. is. Uh, I think the the seasonal challenge model is uh is not working uh, and i on it i think they should get rid of seasonal challenges yep fair enough yeah that's my hot take i will not explain fair myself enough. further uh but uh i definitely i think seasonal challenges at bare minimum have to go in order to to make the game feel a little bit better all right well we've rambled on long enough this is why we don't read twab because we'd be here for another 30 minutes Literally uh, eight million years. So, Zeb, do you have uh, any other last remarks or closing statements? Nope. No. All right. Nope. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to leave us a like and a five star rating wherever you listen to us: Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcast, anywhere you get your podcasts over on the internet. Otherwise, you can follow us on social media. Links for that are in the podcast description, including Zeph's Twitch, 
both of our personal Twitters and the show's Twitter. So be sure to tweet at us. And actually, before we go, I'm going to double check that poll we put out. I don't know if anybody answered it, but you know what? We're going we're gonna to read it live. We're going to check anyhow. F it. We'll do it live. Here we go. Let's see. Posted some things in the meantime. I retweeted a bunch of stuff, actually. Nope. All right. So. Final results. Zero, baby. Azio. Yeah, nobody gives a crap about Crows of Allah or Keitel. Let's go. Bungie, give us better <laughs> characters. Let's go. Uh, I don't know if that's the takeaway, but all right. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, characters have been good. I definitely, I definitely will say that. Characters have been good. I just wish, uh, I just wish everything else was as good as the narrative has been lately. But that's beside the point. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Have yourselves a safe and wonderful weekend. Enjoy some games, and until next time, fly safe, guardians.